0: Good evening. Good evening. Um. First of all, thank you to the co-pastors, Reverend Dr. Lisa and Reverend Katie. Um. um also, thank you, uh, Reverend Lisa, for coming this way because my beloved sisters who have less blessings yeah. slip through this little crack right here, and uh, so you can be heard a little better. Oh, okay, thank you. What's your name? Jim. Jim. Thank you, Jim. Uh, They slipped through this little crack right here, and I was already navigating that that my blessings are not going to fit through this crack right here. (laughs) It is a blessing and a joy to be with you all tonight um, and to be invited to share in this weekly community. It's always good to know when God opens doors in places that I have been enriched, and so Richmond Hill holds a special place for me, um, uniquely as a place of reckoning and discernment. So I'm grateful to be here tonight. Um, And so to the co-pastors and to the people who live here and to the people who support this community, God's blessings, and I'm glad to be here this evening. Now, Reverend uh, Dr. Lisa was right. Um, Y'all have to forgive me. I am... Uh, the executive director of an LGBTQ uh, community center where we see ourselves as the hub of the LGBTQ community of the greater Richmond area Um, and that means that uh, unless the clock has struck July we are still in Pride Month and so um, I am very much so very much so aware of the power of Pride throughout June and wanted to get uh, some clarity just so that I might Um, not only honor where this community might be in this season, but um, honor the reality of what my work life uh, has been like for the past 27 days, um, which is a joy to be the first black woman to lead Diversity Richmond um, and to also be um, an advocate in this community that is also a person of faith. And so I wanted to speak today from um, a very familiar passage One that often gets understood and interpreted in surface level ways. And I hope that you would be willing to journey with me in um, both my sharing and in my own discernment of how Jesus continues to speak to us in these days. Um, And so, if you would, in my tradition, I'm a black ordained Baptist minister. (laughs) Um, um, out of the black church tradition. And so I'm invite you to pray with me for a moment um, and then we will do um, what I was charged to do, Amen. amen? Let us pray. To the God who has created us, to the ancestors who hold us up, to the spirit that continues to bid us to come, we say thank you. Thank you for this community of people. Thank you for this gathering moment. Thank you for what it means for us to come together and worship, for us to hear a word from you, God. And so I pray that you would have your way, that you would open the ears of our hearts, that you would allow us to feel with our brains and think with our hearts, that you would allow us to hear something that we uniquely need to hear tonight, and that I, God, would be your vessel. Allow all of who you are in me to show up. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The scripture has been read. I will only highlight two things that I wanted to um, particularly um, draw some attention to or at least focus on. Um, tonight and it is primarily in verse, excuse me, in verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. How can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. Keep showing up. We find ourselves in the sixth month of this, Year of our Lord 2023, sometimes if you are like me, you wake up and realize how in the world did we get to month six of this year? But as you look back through maybe your phone gallery, or you consider your social media feed, or even if you think back over all the people that you have celebrated and even the people that you have lost, you realize that you are still here. When you think about the middle of the year, all of us try in some way, shape, or form to find a moment where we are reflecting, where we are making some assessments about where we are, about how much further we need to go, about what we haven't done, about that person or that book or that trip or that plan that we have not yet finished. We all find ourselves in this moment reflecting, thinking. And usually, if you are anything like me, you are also searching. You are also looking externally. You are also trying to somehow ask the divine for a sign. It doesn't matter if it comes on a billboard, it doesn't matter if it just randomly came across in a news, news cycle, or if it just actually happened to come across in a meme. We are always looking for something. Let me not even bring into the reality that as we watch these 24-hour news cycles, many of us are trying to find semblances of hope, semblances of opportunity where we don't lose our hope, even just a speckle that somehow a change is not only going to come, but that it is somehow fomenting, it is somehow forming, and we are just waiting for our opportunity to jump in to not only recite the words be the change we wish to see in the world but to actually show up in a way that feels like change I don't know about you, but I find myself, like uh, if you've ever been in a black community or driven through a black community, and you saw some girls jumping rope. I jumped rope when I was a kid. Don't let this body fool you. <laughs> I jumped double dutch as a kid, and there's a, there's a key aspect of double dutch, right? If you, if you haven't seen it, I'm gonna just give you a little taste of it, right? There's this like little dance you do, you know, when you're waiting to get into the ropes because you don't want the ropes, one, to hit your legs, because if you're doing it right, you're using, you're using clothesline if you're doing it right. I'm from the hood, or at least my people are from the hood. I just live hood adjacent. And so you make sure that you, you do a little dance in order to get in. But what you do is you, sit, you continue to show up in that moment. Yeah. You continue to show up waiting for your opportunity to jump in. And when you jump in, then you get your few minutes, you do your little spins if you're really fancy. Most of the time, I just jumped until I ran out of breath. (laughs) And for some of us, that is what change work is like. For some of us, we are waiting for our opportunities to jump in. For some of us, we find ourselves on a sideline, but we are still showing up. We are still finding ways to be present. We are still discerning that still small voice that is bidding us to come and to do something. And I believe that our text for today offers us some things for consideration. I'm not a typical preacher as some of my preacher friends like to say. You always bring this unique perspective to the text. And my unique perspective today is my side eye to Jesus. Come on now. I got a tad little, now for some of y'all that might not know what side eye means, it just simply means that you look at someone in a way that is questioning, meaning you get them a side eye like, really? Like, what you doing, Jesus? And so I find myself intrigued by this passage because of its familiarity. So many of us like to stay on the surface. Yes, we are salt of the earth. Yes, we are the light, the light of the world, but I'm here to question Jesus, because if I am going to continue to respond to the spirit that bids me to keep showing up, that bids us to keep showing up, then I have got to wonder to myself, Jesus, what exactly are you saying to us? Yeah. Help us. We understand that in this particular chapter of Matthew, that Jesus has just finished waxing poetically what we now call the Beatitudes, the blessed Bees. And he moves into this declarative space. And he does so in a way with metaphors and and symbols that are easily understood by the culture of the time. While many scholars would suggest that there were only a small number or a large number of people that were following him, we know, or we at least we understand from what the scholars and historians say, is that there at least were his disciples there. And then there were a whole lot of curious people. But what I'm interested in for us today in this 21st century context, when we are living in a day and time where we have seen across this country over 500 anti-LGBTQ bills be introduced and 12 alone in the Commonwealth of Virginia, where we on Saturday celebrate as a country, or dare I say mourned as a country, the reality that there is no more true protection for abortions across the United States. While abortion is still accessible here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, we do remain the only state in the South with such protections. I am reminded even in those moments of what it even means for us to continue to combat injustices in this city. And even as it aligns with the mission of this place, what it means to pray and even act towards healing. So, yeah, I got a little side eye to Jesus tonight because you are asking us to show up and the spirit is inviting us to do so. And I just believe that Jesus does some declaring for us that invites us to show up. I think that Jesus chooses to use some familiar examples in a way that causes us to be a little bit uncomfortable, but not enough discomfort. And so tonight, beloveds, I'm inviting us to a place of introspection that Jesus might very well have been doing to that community right there that he may very well have been, in a kind of undercurrent kind of way, inviting them to show up. And so I say to you, just as Jesus says, show up in in, in the declarations. Yes, you are strong. Yes, you are powerful. Yes, you are privileged. Yes, you are able to make change. But also, you are able to understand that who you are and how you are matters in this work. Jesus, I don't know why he did this in the text because what he does is he says, you are this thing. He makes a declaration and then he moves on to something else that is contradictory. And so, so often for us, we have leaders and we have that leader within us that also pushes us to show up in the contradictions that we don't always know what it means to be the salt. And even when Jesus pushes them to say, but the salt is gonna lose its its saltiness, right? And how can it be restored? How many times have you been pushed to your own sense of contradiction and what it means for you to show up to do the work of healing and justice? That we have got to show up in the face of the contradictions because so often, The people in power, the people who are the ones making the decisions, are not often easily persuaded by those of us that have a sense and a commitment to change. So yes, Jesus is helping us, yes we are side-eyeing Jesus, we are being invited to show up in the declarations because he does that. I do believe that he is, by example, causing us to show up in the contradictions. And then what finally Jesus does, and I, I, if, I ever, if I ever get to see Jesus, if I'm patient enough to wait in line to talk to him, because I'm sure all of y'all are going to see Jesus, and y'all might be in line to talk to him too. But I would love to ask. What does it mean to show up in the explanations? Because what Jesus then does for us in 14 through 16 is he begins to explain something that seems already evident. He makes the declaration, you are the light in the world, and then he goes on to explain it. And what I think Jesus was trying to do, at least the grace that I'm choosing to give Jesus in this text, is that he wants us to show up in the explanations. So yes, you may go to city council meetings and they are going to explain why it takes so long for them to do what we have voted them in to do. Yes, you may go to school board meetings and they are going to figure out how long it takes for them to protect our children. You understand that sometimes the invitation to show up has to be in front of and in the midst of explanations. So on this Last week of Pride Month, hallelujah. <laughs> and in this moment of aside, I eye on Jesus, what I do believe Jesus, not only just through the words of this text, but through Jesus' example of what he was rhetorically doing with the crowd, that I believe he is spiritually doing with us today, is inviting us to keep showing up show up in the declarations, show up in the contradictions, show up in the explanations. Because what our world needs, and what we need from one another is to keep showing up. Our transgender and non-binary students who may be out for the summer need us to continue to show up in the school year. All the individuals who are looking for housing need us to show up in the right places. All the people who are hungry and waiting for a meal and a kind word need us to show up. All of the ways in which bills and laws are passed in this city need us, people of good conscience and will and courage, to show up at key times. So as you find your way into whatever tomorrow will give you, as you celebrate these last few days of Pride Month, I am encouraged by the ways in which the LGBTQ community reminds us year in and year out, and for some of us day in and day out, that to show up in pride is to show up with awareness, with visibility, and with celebration. That it is okay to be fully who you are, to wrestle with your contradictions, to declare unapologetically that you are here, and to know that in the face of any explanations, whether benevolent or harsh, that we deserve to show up. And so, I invite you, beloveds, as we continue to not only fellowship together, but as you continue in your own personal reflection, find for yourself what it means For you to keep showing up.